I think most of us at some point in their lives, they have this kind of uh, kindling of a fire inside of them that they want to be, they want to be kind of uh, the master of their own destiny, or they, they at least want to control to the extent that they can, you know, how they impact the world around them and how they, uh, you know, how they put food on the table. Welcome to the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer turned CEO and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Today's guest is a serial entrepreneur who in 2016 founded his next company, T. Chan Lee, an e-commerce company with the mission of helping men look and feel amazing. The business has evolved from selling three distinct skincare systems to boasting a wide variety of products, including deodorant, bar soap, body wash, and a detoxifying clay mask. Teague shipped their 1.5 millionth box in July of 2022 and has over 350,000 customers worldwide. Kelly Thornton is focused on enriching the experience for all customers and guiding men to healthier lifestyles founded on self-confidence. Kelly Thornton, co-founder of Teague Hanley Skincare Brand for Men, and Robert talk about the journey of a serial entrepreneur and of the importance of self-care for men. We need to be okay talking about mental health and skin health. The skin is the largest organ in the body, and men need to take care of theirs. They spend more time in the sun on average, and their skin is abused by the elements more often than women's, and yet very few men talk about caring for their skin. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30-minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value. Well, Kelly, I typically just let each guest share their entrepreneurial journey and, you know, share what they're, what, how, how they got to where they are and how they're impacting the world today. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I think most of us at some point in their lives, they have this kind of, uh, kindling of a fire inside of them that they want to be, they want to be kind of uh, the master of their own destiny, or they, they at least want to control to the extent that they can, you know, how they impact the world around them and how they, uh, you know, how they put food on the table. Uh, my journey, you know, I, I think looking back on it, um, I went corporate for 20 years, but um, I think looking back on it, I, I, I had a business prior to starting in the corporate world. And then, you know, this is, uh, this is actually, since I've been out of corporate, um, over 10 years, I've, I've had two companies. So this is my third company that I've had. 
And, um, you know, I, I just think there's, uh, there's something, you know, innate about people that want to start businesses and, and really, you know, want to have an opportunity to change their world and others around them. Um, that's the path that I've been on. Nice. So let's talk about starting this current business and, and yeah. what, what brought yeah. that about and, and what you're doing. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Robert, uh, uh, I do have uh, quite a bit of hair loss. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud bald guy. Um, protecting my skin was always something that was important to me, putting moisturizer on my face and um, using a cleanser on my face. Um, and I spent a lot of time in retail and I realized that it is it's pretty much a disaster for any man to go into a retail store and try to, try to navigate personal care and beauty. Um, it's, it's really, it's really kind of, uh, um, it's really kind of a shit show actually. So I, I set out on a path, um, you know, to embark and making it simple for guys to understand the category, um, the, the skincare, um, personal care category for men, um, by men, um, and, and really just try to, to, to talk to guys, make products, um, for guys and, you know, market for guys and have a company that's oriented the way men think about themselves and taking care of themselves. So that's kind of the, 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 the thesis of the business is really trying to make it uncomplicated for guys to take care of themselves and make it, you know, in a, and we're, we're a routine and system companies, uh, company provide a skincare routine concept to men, um, and help them, you know, look the best that they can be and protect against skin cancer and those, those type of issues. Well, that's fantastic. Um, being a bald guy myself, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you look amazing. I understand. Well, thank you. I, uh, I've actually, I was, I was an early adopter. Like it was, it was clear to me all the way back, uh, probably 20 years ago that I was, I was not meant to have hair. So, <laughs> yep. and the hair that was left was not worth keeping. And so <laughs> I made the decision, um, and, so we had lived overseas at the time and, and I made the decision. Actually, it was, it's a, I guess it's an entertaining story. Maybe um, we were missionaries and a part of fundraising is visiting churches and VBSs. And, and at this vacation Bible school, I said, if the church raised a thousand dollars, I'd, you know, shave my head on the last day celebration. Right. And so of course that was the razor on the stage and, and after we got home, I said, hey, I think I'm just going to clean this up. And and we arrived back in Colombia with my head clean shaven and my teammates like, are you sick? Like, so, <laughs> so the reaction at the time was, you know, do you, do you, you know, something going on. Um, and, and actually, it's just been it's really my wife. Likes it. And so she looks at it far more than I do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's just become it's yeah it's just become our our normal. Uh, yeah, it's kids, kind of funny how guys remember this. this <laughs> my kids see life. yeah my kids see uh, see pictures of me with hair and they're like, Dad, you look homeless. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> so. you look great. Don't worry about it. I, I had a similar experience. I um and I can actually tell you the date of my last haircut. It was uh, August sixteenth, nice. nineteen ninety seven. Um, oh, we're close. And- we're. And I told, I told my wife, I was going to, you know, go to the local hairstylist to get my, my, you know, $10 haircut or whatever it was at the time. 
And um, I kept on asking her to cut it shorter and shorter and shorter. And, and, and she wouldn't. And I said, I don't understand this. Every time I come here, I tell you that I want my hair cut short, like completely shaved and you won't do it. And she goes, well, yeah, Kelly, because the moment I do that, you'll never come back. And it like a light bulb just went off, you know, and she cut my hair and um, my wife was at the store and she came down the, the sidewalk alongside our house and saw me. I was out in front doing some, some yard work and she just had this, you know, look of horror on her face. And um, it's the last time I went to, to get my hair cut. Of course, I think, I think probably like your spouse, my, my wife grew to like it a lot and likes how I look. So I feel good about myself. Yeah. My wife's actually done the shaving on mine more than I have probably. Yeah, so she, sure. <laughs> she gets to those spots that I can't see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so although uh, I am quite proficient at doing it by touch, so I can do it pretty much with my eyes closed. Um, now, thanks to obviously modern shaving tools make it <laughs> so much easier um, I will say though that my best shave has come from an Indian barber in Africa. Now I know that's seems crazy, but you know, having your head shaved with a straight razor is is definitely an experience for those that have never had that done. A person that handles a straight razor and and a hot towel um, yeah. is that's a that's a worthwhile experience to pursue if if you're a bald man and have your head shaved. <laughs> straight it's actually razor's the best I, I way to shave it. I think. Yeah, it's a luxury. I mean, it's a great experience. Absolutely. It, no, it it's was a phenomenal it, experience. <laughs> it, it was worth it. And I just happened to meet an Indian barber in Africa, uh, but you could probably pursue them anywhere in any city and <laughs> find the right person that knows how to use a hot towel and a and a straight razor. <laughs> yep. It's uh it's definitely yeah, that's a spa. It was a spa day. Exactly. That is a spa for a guy. <laughs> Absolutely. A well, guy. and and I I, I appreciate your your company's desire to you know provide skincare for men. Um, I think one of the areas that that I had struggled with um, was my eyes are deep deep socket. I don't know they're just so it always looks like I have a shadow in my eyes to begin with, and then of course you get this skin under the eye and yep. and it's prone to um, and of course you find these online remedies that you know it's a $49.99 a month membership and they'll keep sending you their whatever's in their bottle. Yeah, <laughs> that, exactly. That you don't know and made in China and mixed together with whatever they mixed that day. I don't know. Um, but it, it was never a very satisfying shopping experience, let alone um, easy to use experience. And so. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I just think it's important for guys to take care of their skin. And, you know, it's not just their skin and their face, but, you know, taking care of themselves physically, right? Oh, They're absolutely. Something. I think, so, yeah, our body, you only get one. Right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you only get one. There's no reissue. There's no returning it. There's no, um, and, and I think, I think men especially assume that it's just perfect. It's going to last. It's, it's going to be what it's supposed to do right there. Um, having been a pastor, um, you know, hospital calls for men were that rare moment where the wife finally drug them in there and they waited way right. too long. Uh, my dad waited way too long last year with COVID and, and it was bad timing. He'd just gotten the vaccine. So he thought it was a reaction to the vaccine. Well, two days late, two days before he'd gotten the vaccine, he was exposed and, and he got a pneumonia and he was going to die in his recliner if, 
after a week of that, I finally said, no, we're going <laughs> to the yeah. hospital. And he spent eight days in the hospital, thankfully never needed a vent or anything, but, but the cough was going to kill him and, and he was dying because he wasn't eating or sleeping. Um, and, yeah. and I think it's, that's a very typical man <laughs> thing. Right. We don't, we don't go to the doctor We you know, there's nothing wrong. Everything's okay. You know, I, I used to joke that unless it's falling off or broken, obviously, you know, we don't need a doctor unless the, you know, blood squirting in the three foot radius, <laughs> you don't exactly. need a doctor, right? Like it's too far from your heart to kill you. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I talk, it. I talk about this all the time, Robert. I, I think, you know, this is one of the things that I'm trying when I'm on, uh, have an opportunity to, to speak to male audience. Um, it's one of the things I'm talking to, about all the time as men, we need to start taking care, better care of ourselves. You know, the concept of self-care has really, I mean, this isn't something you talk about, right? We're not talking about self-care at dinner um, when we're with our friends, but the concept of self-care is really important. And it's it because of changes in healthcare and healthcare laws and, you know, not political at all, but, you know, the Obamacare and, and the way this um, healthcare is really kind of um, uh, materialized here in the U.S., it's really incumbent on people to, to, to be at strong advocates for their own personal health. And so as a guy, you really, you really do need to go and, and have yourself, you know, take yourself to your general practitioner, like at least once every, you know, preferably once a year, at least once every 18 months. And if you're not doing that, just don't expect to live that long. Be okay. Right. Be okay with what he's going to tell you when you're, you know, when you're, you're approaching 70 and, and, you know, be okay with that. Um, but if you want to, if you want to try to live a healthy life and continue to go hiking and, and going to Africa and doing things that make a difference um, in other people's lives, start thinking about taking care of yourself. Well, absolutely. And, and I think I'm a huge advocate for, you know, mind, body, spirit, and, they, they, they work in alignment and to fuel your mind, you need to worry about what you're eating to fuel your body. You need to be concerned about, you know, what you're putting in your body. And, and it's, you know, our government has never been very helpful in telling us this portion of that and this portion of that and this size of that. Now, yeah. now the bottom line is they need to teach us that food is fuel, right? And, right. Absolutely. And what, what you put in your body is just as important as what you put on your body. And, and I, you and I had a conversation when we first got on before we hit record about sunscreen and, and the need for, you know, keeping this thing out of the sun yep. because, because it is, it's a great big sun magnet. I live at, you know, 5,200 feet. <laughs> and so yep. the UV is high. I lived in Columbia and at 8,000 feet and the UV is even higher there. And, and you have to protect yourself from, from UV, even though the temperatures aren't Hot, exactly. Right. And, exactly. And the UV still can can cook this thing. And I joke about it all the time. I have to protect it. Otherwise, it turns into a tomato and I look pretty weird with a tomato on my shoulders. Yeah. UVA, UVB. I mean, again, not nothing political at all, but it, this, the sun's rays have gotten have gotten stronger. And so it just, you know, it is really important, um, you know, whether it's our uh, AM moisturizer with SPF or, you know, another brand's uh, product, um, I strongly recommend every day. Um, and, and, and again, the mentality of, of the guy and, and the way you were describing earlier, I completely agree with, you know, we're just not thinking about this stuff. Even if you live, you know, in a very cold environment, 
um, but at high altitude or a lot of sun, you need to use a moisturizer every day with an SPF. You need to at least put it, if you're not bald, you need to, like us, you, you need to put it on your face, your chin, right below your neck and your your, your ears and, and, and the back of your neck. This is where guys get, um, you know, get skin cancer. Um, men, it's the most common form of all cancer and men tend to get it in greater, uh, greater um, uh, cases than women and it's easily preventable. So, um, you know, I, I strongly suggest that you put a moisturizer on. If you live like where you live in, you know, an environment where it can be very dry, you, you should for sure use a moisturizer every day. It's, it, it, it takes zero time. You brush your teeth. In our case, you know, we use, we suggest you use, you know, a, a, mo a face wash and then you put a moisturizer on. I mean, it's those three things and you, you're really, truly not adding any time to your routine. You know, you get up, you brush your teeth, you wash your face with a moisture, uh, with a high quality, uh, face wash and you put a moisturizer on you, That's it. There's nothing unmanly about that. It's just a great, it's great grooming habit. So, um, I, you know, I strongly encourage everybody to be doing that. But I will say my, my worst spot is that V in my, in my yeah. shirt, that's the spot you forget. And that's the spot that always gets the, the sun and you don't, and you don't realize it. And so, yeah. It's, it is, it is crazy. This, this attitude that men have about, about doctors and about self-care and, and I, I appreciate your company and, and the, your desire to, to serve men in a way that they need and to open their eyes to, to the reality of, you know, I, obviously I think men work outdoors more than women. And so that's right. a, the sun is a big piece of, of their, contracting this skin cancer and, and, yep. and they take it for granted, right? The idea that, well, I can be out in the sun and, and it'll just, you know, my skin will get accustomed to it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't quite work that way, but I mean, so I, you know, I like, you don't, it doesn't matter who you are. We at Tej Hanley, we, we kind of shoot right down the middle of America. Our customer is. So we have just as many guys that are, that are older than 40 as we do, you know, 18, 18 to 35. Um, you know, we have just as many urban guys as we have guys living in, you know, in the middle part of the country. Um, we represent, we, you know, we over index, um, for both Hispanic, African American, Asian, um, so we have a broad, uh, a broad group of guys. I mean, we, um, you know, we're, we're kind of unapologetic, unapologetically male, but we're not, you know, we're not like military grade. Right. Um, so, you know, we really are just kind of a guy's guy's brand. So um, how did you decide that niche? How you know, I, I think like, I, I, I don't, the concept of you know, unisex and uh, fill in the blanks, but in our case, you know, unisex, uh, you know, like personal care products. I mean, that didn't, doesn't really make sense to me, actually guy skin. Yeah. I mean, skin is skin, but a guy's skin is different. Um, Absolutely. You just, you just described it we, basically because of the elements that we face, we produce more of uh, cerebrum and oil, you know, in, in our skin, male skin tend to be thicker produce more oil content. So we just, you know, we're just a little bit different, um, you know, and how we should be thinking about taking care of our skin. So we, you know, for us, I, I just, I wanted to be a male brand. I don't, we're not a unisex brand and I um, mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If other people, other companies out there want to try to, 
you know, cater to men and women. That's just not our thing. Um, we're just, we're just, and we're talking a lot of guy over here. We're talking about a lot of stuff like working out, what to wear, how to get the job, how to get the date, you know, um, you know, proper etiquette of this and that. That's just kind of our shtick over here is, is talking guy stuff. So, um, you know, that's, that's what we're doing. We're trying to help a lot of guys think about how to look and feel amazing. So, I mean, obviously you made the decision to serve men and, and to, to target men. Yeah. How did, how did this demographic come about that? I mean, I, I like unapologetically male, but not necessarily militant. So, right. um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the most popular YouTube video last year was, you know, was that Harry's razor <laughs> commercial? Very, yeah. Very <laughs> but, popular. Yeah. And, and of course it was quite militant, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was aggressive and, and militant and, and obviously, but it, 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 it targeted an audience and yeah. And a, it's kind of interesting. I think maybe like the fact that we're a Midwest brand um, has a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of myself and my partners, Aaron Marino and Rob Hoxie, we're pretty, we're like fairly principled men, you know, um, and kind of feel, you know, feel like, uh, you know, some of our thoughts about how we like to live our life, we can, we can bring into our business. So I think some of those things play into it. The fact that we're Midwest, we're, we are, a, you know, a modern male brand, but, um, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not too LA-ish. We're not too Brooklyn-ish. We're just kind of right in the in between, <laughs> which I think is fine for me. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, and I, I like that you honor your principles, that that those can be a part of, of who your company becomes. And, and and it's a true representation of of the founders, right, who yep. come together to to serve men. And then these are the men that that we identify with because we're, we we're them. Absolutely. Yeah. It was interesting. I was talking to our customer experience team this morning and they were, they were telling me about, uh, they were telling me this story about this guy that's called three or four days in a row. And he, he's kind of playing around with us. He's, you know, wants this discount or that discount and says, he's this, says he's that. And, um, I overheard our customer experience team saying, Hey, look, you know, we, you know, you called yesterday. We, you know, we, we've done this for you. You called again, you know, today we've done this for you. And now you're calling, talking to the supervisor. And we said, look, I don't think we're your company. Hmm. Like we're not, we're not your, your skincare company. Here's, and we looked it up online. Here's a, here's a code from one of our competitors. I don't want to say who it is. Here's a <laughs> discount code that we found online to one of our competitors. We suggest you go with them because you're not our dude, you know, because if you're just not our guy and it's okay that's fine. Go, go, you know, bother our competitors. Um, you, you don't fit our tribe, dude, get the hell out of here. So, nice. you know, I mean, that's, that's personally, we can't be all things. To, we're, we're not a government. We, we're, 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 we're for profit organization. We can't be all things well, to all people. Clearly, clearly the government's not all things to all people either. So <laughs> I mean, they just get I to keep doing it their way without having to satisfy their customer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I, but I appreciate, you know, recognizing who your customer is and being willing to say, being willing to say no, you know, Hey, we're, you know, we're not, we're not a good fit. And, and we recognize it, even if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's okay, you can go to somebody else, please. Well, I mean, absolutely. Because obviously the truth is you, you, you're trying to create a brand that does have a modern feel to it. And, and yeah. that's going to have a price. 
and that's that's going to have a value and and for those that are looking for that value then then i think that you're you're their people i think you know i appreciate the fact that you know you want to make it uncomplicated skincare right, right? and and yep. so you want to provide a product that that provides a service and 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 the instructions i i appreciated the instructions you know you guys sent me um, yep. the the kit and and i appreciate you know just even like the, the usage amounts, right? I think yeah, so many exactly. brands don't tell you how much of something to use, right? And so the exactly. nickel size, the the one pump and the pea size at least tells you, you know, it's kind of like how much toothpaste am I supposed to put on the brush, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how much of this anyway. am I supposed to be using to cover this this thing? Um, and then how long should the product last and be able to know right. how long a product should last and, and what level am, am, I, am I using it right? <laughs> make it as simple as possible because yeah. the, the truth is I don't pay attention and I, I'm not going to go watch YouTube videos to learn how to take care of my skin. That's yeah. just not my jam. That's fine. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing. I've been using our system for seven years and I use the exact amount that's on that card every single day. And, um, you know, it works perfectly. Nice. Well, it, I'm, I, I'm just, you know, being honest, like guys aren't, I don't know, maybe there are a few guys that are going to go look at a, a video to learn how to use something, right? There's, there's certainly videos that I've had to learn how to use my mic and set up some of the podcast equipment sure. and, and other things. But if my skincare is that complicated and I have to watch a YouTube video to learn how to do it, like I, I'm not sure I'm in. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Maybe to fix one of your Broncos, you know, right. you <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so I appreciate, you know, a, a simple card says, this is what you need to do. You know, yep. there's, there's five tubes in the box. This is how you use them. You know, here's yep. a morning and routine, here's them. an evening routine. Yeah. Yep. So brilliant. Exactly. It's, it's, well, at least it's, I, I'm not going to say it's, it, I mean, it is simple, right? I mean, it really is. It's, it's a simple, here's the system. We're making it uncomplicated and, and we do have a video if you really want to go watch it. <laughs> and so the video is available for those millennials or whichever guys, you know, I, I'm definitely. That's all right. Happy. There's we, <laughs> thousands of guys watch our videos and that's okay too. Absolutely. I'm sure. No doubt. I, I'm just not the guy. Like if I have to learn how to, to watch a video, like, but I, I'm also the guy that typically doesn't read instructions for putting something together. So. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Just, I'll, just as long as you're putting a, a, you know, a moisturizer on your head when you go out, you, you, you're good. You're doing you it. You, you're almost there. <laughs> we will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, I definitely um, know that I only have one face and, yeah. you know, and, and obviously a lot of the things that our, our culture does, um, is rough on our skin and, you know, um, smoking and I assume vaping and I, and, and I assume even drinking it for that, that are so normalized in our culture have impact on, on skin because it has impact on your hydration levels and, right. and I'm, that has to impact, impact your skin. And so, 
we nope. need to do all we can to counter. <laughs> and like you said, the sun's getting stronger. It's not getting weaker. No. Um, and, and so we need to counter um, those, the impact that that has on our, on our skin. And, and I, so I, I, I'm definitely a, a huge advocate of self-care and I think self-care includes, you know, taking time away from work, taking time to play. Yep. Um, yep. And you, you asked me about, about skiing when, <laughs> before we got on, are you a skier or snowboarder? So my question for you is, so what do you do for, for play and fun? Yeah, well, that's a little hard. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I, but you hit on a lot of them already and, and I'll, I'll answer your question, but you know, making sure you keep hydrated, working out regularly. One of the most underrated is, is monitoring your sleep mm. and making sure you're getting adequate sleep. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, again, self-care, like you got to make sure you're, you're monitoring your sleep and make sure that you're, you know, you're getting adequate sleep and, and you can get, you know, a $50 watch that'll connect with your phone and tell you, you know, whether or not you're sleeping right. Um, and your heart and it monitors your heart rate too. I mean, these are really simple things that guys should be doing, um, you know, just checking in with their body. So getting as much sleep as you can. And, and that, that I, I honestly, in, in my opinion, Robert, that's a, that's a challenge. I mean, getting, you know, getting seven hours of good sleep every night is, is something you actually, in my mind, in my world, um, with three children, you know, and a dog and, 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 a, and a company with lots of employees, you, you really have to work towards getting good sleep. I mean, it's, it doesn't just happen. Um, hydrating, eating right, getting to the doctor at least once every 18 months, you know, um, and what, you know, what I do, um, I, I'm fortunate enough to live in the city. So I do, I see a lot of um, live events. I, I see, you know, I go to, um, uh, Chicago Bears season ticket holder. Uh, I go watch Sorry. a lot of. I know. I, I go and watch a lot of <laughs> baseball. Our, our Broncos concerts. are right there. Our Broncos are right there with them. That that we had such high expectations for this year, and it's just yeah. like, what on earth happened? <laughs> yeah, I just. At least we have a player in Justin Fields that we like to go watch. You know, we've got <laughs> we've got a guy that that's fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I think he's he's been hurt a little bit of late, yeah. but. Yeah, it's it's a, a huge. I mean, I've been a lifetime Bronco fan, so so I, I I empathize for sure. And we are like Chicago. We are not accustomed to using to losing teams, and we've no. had basically since our Super Bowl win in in Super Bowl Fifty, we've had all losing seasons, and it's it's heartbreaking. Um, partly, we've had an ownership change because the owner passed, and that that never helps. But <laughs> it's uh. It's definitely a part of our culture here. <laughs> so yeah, I just know goes to, see Chicago very similar. It just goes to show you how hard it is to be on top of any at any level and be to to, to, to compete, whether it's you know, skincare or football, compete at a high level and stay there is tremendously difficult. Well, yeah, look um, at the Rams. I mean, obviously they were the Super Bowl champions and they're right there with the same record as the, exactly. the Bears and the Broncos. So exactly. Yeah, it it's is really, it's really hard to compete at a high level. Well, and I, I think, I think that, you know, leadership and of course you understand that the power of a team and, and, and the power of, of connection. 
how how are you as a company keeping your employees connected and yeah i mean i think we spend an inordinate amount of time on culture and it's everything it's from the hiring process to um you know how we structure um our our bonuses and our um you know our our quarterly and our monthly and quarterly kpis um everything is kind of structured is, is created around our our cultural principles um and so i think you know that 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 and, and and hiring great people so i think like having a great culture and living that culture and culture is not just it's not it's not you know that we have you know free lunches or free coffee every that that's that doesn't necessarily build culture built culture is built based on you know a set of principles and using those principles to guide the way your business is managed and i think most people and having a clear purpose um you know and a clear a clear vision for where the company's going so i think mo you know here at t shanley you, you know we live by certain principles you know act like an owner be accountable for your actions um you know uh debate issues but stick to them once a decision's being made um on and on and on we have about seven core values that we stick with and talk talk about all the time um beyond that i think it's really interesting because you know um things have been very different after covid with office culture and people and and working from office working from home and flexibility and um so we've really over the last couple of years really been revamping kind of how we think about hiring people and training people and how much time they need to be in the office but we we tend to be a little bit more traditional i mean we want people in the office a minimum of three days a week um and um, we offer a lot of flexibility um but in my mind a lot of flexibility requires a lot of accountability if we're going to give a lot more flexibility to to our team which we do here at t shanley um there needs to be in return a higher level of accountability for your work and your actions and um so you know that that's that's my philosophy and um and our team really responds well to it well i think i mean you've got some principles there that like the idea of act like an owner and and that flexibility you know requiring accountability yeah you, you want to work at home two days a week but then we need to make sure that you're just as productive, if not more productive, Correct. because we're giving you that benefit. And so, Correct. I think, I think obviously the the cultural shift in in our corporate space and in that you know that challenge that you were talking about, companies you know work at home, work in, work in the office. How do we develop the culture? Um, I think the pushback has really been in in how employees you know are treated, and I think the best companies are the ones that you know the the C suite is not the most important right yeah they're, they're companies that are honoring their clients they're honoring their their stockholders their their shareholders they're honoring the c-suite and and then most importantly they're figuring out how to honor their employees and all four of those have to work you know in congruency there has to be a connection between all four and the best companies are the ones that are figuring out how to how to do that and how to make it work. I completely agree. And there are some companies that I think went too far 
<laughs> and and are trying to figure out how to, you know, kind of reel things back in. And um, I think actually there's a lot of companies like that. Well, and they're and, and they're, they're really being, struggling, and they're being demonized, you know, for it. But but we know obviously the C-suite had had way too much power and control and, and the C-suite would lay people off just to get their numbers to hit right at the end of the year. So they yep. got their bonuses and, and things like that. And, and obviously that has to swing back towards, you can't just, you know, lay off your entire workforce just to make your numbers and, right. and expect there not to be consequences and repercussions in, in hiring. And, and I think right now hiring is probably the number one challenge for a lot of companies yeah. Um, and of course the other challenge for companies are the ones that are laying people off hand yeah. over fist I, right now. I, I, we're going to look back on this time and, and like try to analyze the, the economists are going to analyze this whole, you know, the, the, the cycle in hiring and firing and, you know, change in, uh, employment status and the gig economy and the hybrid economy. And I, I, I don't, it's going to take a while to really like, figure out clearly what what transpired here the last <laughs> few years with how people think and feel and companies reacted because it is it's it, there's a lot of it still that doesn't really make sense to me out there i mean it's still hard to hire people but there's been so many layoffs and you know it's um you go you still go into service places you know some restaurants and you know places in town in chicago and they're still you know don't they're not staffed correctly Right. They're, they're, they're not restaffed. And I, I, it just, it just is, I, I can't figure out what goes on at some of these companies. Well, so. I, I think there's been a lot of businesses that haven't been intentional and, and, and have been taking things for granted that you no longer can take for granted. And I think that, you know, the way you treat your employees and I think that accountability, right. I think companies want to have the accountability, but if you haven't treated your employees well, then you don't get, you don't get permission to, you haven't given yourself the, the, the avenue for having that higher level of accountability. And so yeah. the employees are pushing back and, and leaving. Yeah. And so, so I think, yeah, I think there's a space where this is going to come out and we're going to say, you know, people matter. And, yeah, and the bottom I, line is people at the end of the day and the companies that choose to take care of people on every level are the ones that are going to go, making, oh yeah. yeah, look at this. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and, and then on the other side, there's probably a segment of the population that have just, you know, had a lot handed to them in the last couple of years and are like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I don't really feel like working or I'm going to stay at this job for six months and then hit another job. And it's, it's really hard, you know, to train people and, and, you know, to bring them up to speed and make them productive. So it's just, that's this kind of yin and yang thing that I think we're going to be looking back on 10 years from now and really trying to study what happened in the labor market during these, you know, two years of COVID and a few years after. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys have made a decision. I think part of your, your decision is, is having your products made here mm -hmm. in the United States. Could you, can you talk about that choice? Yeah. I mean, that's both. It, it comes from a lot of different things. It's both, uh, an, you know, kind of a necessity in terms of trying to manage and having some control over supply chain. Um, you know, it's, it's a purposeful decision, um, you, you know, to, to work with um, U.S. manufacturers. Um, it's a bit of a control thing to make sure our quality stays in line with where we want it to be. Um, so it, it's, 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 it's a lot of things um, and it adds a lot of cost to the business and it's hard 
it's hard really, um, you know, to, to explain that to the consumer, um, and to, to justify that, you know, things just cost more, um, because we choose to do business in, you know, in America. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that have trained the consumer to just want the cheapest thing. And, um, the only way to do that is, you know, is to import and, um, and it's a challenge. And I, I don't feel comfortable at all having part of our supply chain in China. You know, um, it just is really nerve wracking for a business owner. So well, especially um, these last couple of years with China still, I mean, China's brutal. still shut down and still has areas that are closed and, and, and dealing with, with those things. And so, yeah. but, but I do think, you know, you're in an industry that is largely produced products are largely produced across the board in, in lower economic places, you know, China and yeah. others. And so you're, you're in an industry and, and competing against, you know, your competitors who are producing at much lower, lower labor yeah. costs. And so that is a, that is a, a tough decision to, you know, financially at least present yeah. to your consumers and, and, and you're right. I think our culture has trained people to want this lowest price, lowest price, but recognizing that, yeah, that means half the crap we're making is disposable and it's, and it's That's junk right. and doesn't have the quality control. It doesn't have the, the same level of, you know, quality that um, American manufacturers, you know, can produce. But of course, American manufacturers are facing $15 minimum wages. Yeah. <laughs> versus yeah. I mean, the same thing is true with um, sustainability. We spent, you know, and for the, a company our size, an inordinate amount of time um, producing products that are recyclable. Our packaging can be fully recycled, and things of that nature, and using um, packaging materials that are that are good for the environment, not bad for the environment. All of our customers want it. We've polled and talked to all of our customers. They all want it. Nobody wants to pay for it. Um, I mean, nobody wants to pay for it. Maybe they'll give us like a few extra pennies, like some change, you know, um, round up, you know, instead of their order being, you know, nine ninety nine, they'll, they'll give us, you know, they'll give us the extra penny towards it. Um, so it's, it's a hard thing. You know, it really is. It's, it's very difficult. You were just mentioning a few minutes ago about companies, you know, laying off people, to, you know, to meet the volume. It's a very difficult thing. Um, to as a business owner and leader and have people in your supply organization that are spending extra money um, to keep things in America or to make them sustainable when the consumer wants it, but isn't willing to do their fair share to pay for it. So, um, you know, and, and, and you'll hear from people protesting in the streets that they want corporate America to be more responsible Um but, it, but it's, it's, it's a really hard thing. No, I think I mean, Seth Godin just had a, a post today about sustainability and, and that, that 75% of people want it and approve of it. And only 30% are willing to pay for it. <laughs> and so, yeah. so there, there is this, this weird dynamic of, Oh, we want this, but not if it costs money. <laughs> But of no, course, it I, costs money. There's there's costs involved in in making everything. these kinds of choices today, but yep. there's costs involved in not making these choices today, and that's the piece that that people aren't aren't willing to understand is there there's a price that will be paid, 
Yeah. And, I, and it will be paid by your children and it will be paid through your, you know, out of your retirement. It'll be paid out of, you know, your future and the future of, of your children and your grandchildren. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and we're, we're, we're way too willing to pass that buck right now. And it's kind of like the men we talked about in the beginning, right? Like, Oh, the body will just keep going until it doesn't. <laughs> and then the yeah, cost, exactly. of, the cost of fixing it because you're overweight because you haven't ate right. Cause you, cause you haven't yeah. exercised and you haven't drank enough water. All of those things are, have a price and that price is going to be poor health in your, in your senior years. Yep. Multiplied by healthcare expenses for medications and treatments and all of those things. And we know we see this playing out like the medical system right. is taxed already. Correct. And now it's it's just going to get worse day by day as as more and more baby boomers become ill from their lifestyle choices. And this is and this is brings this conversation full circle. This is why self care is so important. You know, we need to do our fair share, and it it's it could be from a, a very small thing like we want to be here to help our wives. You know, as we get older, help our children as they get older and progress and have children and we want to be around, right? So it's, that's a, a little thing. We just want to be as men, we just want to be here and be present and be part of it. Um, and then it gets to these bigger and bigger conversations about our role to take care of ourselves so that, you know, we don't have diabetes and heart disease and all these things where these costs as an individual are going to be passed on somewhere, you know? Mm. Um, so we need to do our fair share to, you know, as both men and as consumers and as companies, um, to, you know, to try the best we can to pick up some of the tab, I'd say easily a hundred thousand dollars annually, um, we spend on, um, sustainability. And I, like if it went away tomorrow, like if we, if we said, we're going to take that money back and we're, we're just going to, you know, put bad stuff in the environment and everything, it wouldn't impact the PL of our business. I mean, it would it would positively impact the PL of our business. We we'd have a hundred thousand dollars drop into the bottom line. Um, we 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 see almost no real customer benefit. I mean, we we couldn't talk about it enough to to get the hundred thousand dollars back in new customers. And we just don't we we just couldn't recoup the benefit of that expense um, in any way, shape, or form. So it's just a conscious decision from the company to do it. Well, and you can see why so many companies struggle with that conscious decision because right. the bottom line drives so much. Right. But if you stand by your principles, then it's not the bottom line that's driving the choice. It's your principles that are driving the choice. And I appreciate you sharing the challenge and sharing the struggle and, and yep. sharing the, the reality that that's out there is, you know, consumers on one hand say they want this. And yet they still keep shopping at Walmart for the cheap crap. And exactly. And they, and they complain, they want to protest Walmart. They want to complain about all these things. They want to complain about China. They want to shut it down and all these things. But in reality, they don't, their, their pocketbook is speaking volumes. Oh, exactly. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I think obviously government intervention is, is one piece that that'll continue to, to level the playing field, but, truth is until people until their wallet matches their principles <laughs> that this will continue to be a challenge correct. for business owners correct it's small companies like us you know we can try to do our part um 
And I, you know, I don't want to, there are some big global companies that I, that I do believe, you know, do take this, you know, as seriously as they can, but the vast majority, I mean, if you ask, you know, the vast majority of business owners that are, have revenue under 50 million a year, I, I, I'd say nine out of 10 probably, you know, can't, can't put the math together to, to, to make it, make it make sense for them. So, which, um, which is a shame. Right, because the sustainability is just as important as the self care. Yeah, if we don't take care of this planet, it's gonna get it's gonna get broken too, and then we, it won't be sustainable for us to live here. And there's yeah. not very many other options. No, no, and I, you know, I, I have a a young daughter that just graduated from a great school in New York, and she was heavily involved. She's a, a business major. She was heavily involved in um, sustainability at her school and uh, her university and even with all that training and a great education from a great um uh university in 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 new york um she's it's still like the actual economics and how it really works just doesn't understand it you know and she's been um i've been talking to her about this for quite some time and she's been doing more research on companies and following the news on what what's really happening out there. I mean, landfills can't even the U.S. Um, the U.S. kind of like whole landfill recycling. I mean, for the most part, it, it, it's really a farce. It, right. It's just it, it, it the whole recycling concept here in the U.S. is just. I mean, most land, most recycling centers can't recycle. Um, the majority of, 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 of things for one reason or another, like if it's black, they can't recycle it because their, their lasers don't even see it. You know, if it has certain parts that need to be taken apart, it can't be recycled. Packaging is, is terrible. I mean, I, I see it day in and day out. I, I could just take you to Amazon right now and show you stuff in personal care in our space that is packaging made of, um, ABS and, um, other styrenes that are that are absolutely horrible for the environment. I, I saw a package yesterday. It was a beautiful package, um, and it was it was a paper lined refilled product. Was, uh, I, I see it on 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 our supply manager's desk, and it's phenomenal. And it's paper. And it looks like it's very recyclable. The whole inside is all plastic, and yeah. and the only way to recycle that piece is to is, separate is, the Correct is for the and it's glued in, so the plastic's glued inside the paper. The consumer actually would need to to, to take everything apart and recycle them separately, and then and hope it the land. And there's so many parts of that 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 go into the, especially most recycling now is is single chain, right? Everything goes into Correct. one one bin, and you throw things in there, and because they're mixed, they're you know one thing's glued to another, a piece of plastic's glued to a piece of cardboard it gets thrown yeah. in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. A lot of, and they're not companies... teaching, they're not teaching people this. They're giving them a stupid recycle bin and saying, Oh, our city's recycling. You should recycle and throw everything in there. And then half of it still goes to the landfill Correct. because they're not teaching you to separate those things and to clean them or to fix them or to, to do what's necessary to make the recycling process work. Right. I mean, mm. just because something has a recycling symbol on it, it, you have to look at the number inside the symbol and then understand what each one of those numbers are. So, you know, almost everything is technically recyclable. So, you know, as a consumer product company, you can almost put like the recycled symbol on everything. Um, you know, 
the question is, is like, what does it need to do to actually be recycled? And that's what the number tells you. Like there's, you know, what's the reality at the, at the recycle center where they're sorting it. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and consume and companies, this is even horrible companies. I I know, I, I know some of them in our space, large, like, you know, listed companies that trade on, on, uh, on the stock on, 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 um, in New York. I mean, they, they actually like, you know, pretend like this bag that they're sending a refill of soap in is like a, you know, recycled product. It's like one of the worst. You so see, you're tricking the consumer to think that we're reducing packaging by sending it a refillable bag that you refill your bottle. And the bottle's like not that bad. You know, it's it's polyethylene or something that, that is easily recyclable. But the bag itself that you think is like saving all this plastic waste is horrible. To, it's like mylar, like a balloon. It's like horrible to recycle. So it's like the mindset of the consumer is just, it's just amazing. Well, and, and yeah, there's no, there's no training yet. There's no, no reinforcing. There's no, there's no, no one in that space is obviously trying to help make it even more you know, realistic because there are things we can do and, and there are things you can pay attention to, but nobody's out there, out there teaching it. And, and, and that's the shame. I mean, Seth Godin, I think has got the biggest effort in, in the yep. carbon almanac and, and definitely recommend folks that this is a great time of the year to share that. <laughs> and yeah, but yeah, yeah, we spend 10 cents more a bottle. I mean, this is insane, right? We spend 10 cents more a bottle on our, in our body wash bottles um, to put a an iodine in there that is a reflecting material, um, so that the most most recycled centers in America will pick up this black. Our our packaging is black. It's our one of our colors is is black, as you know. But just so that that the recycled laser see it and like reflect off of it and it gets sorted correctly into a recycled bin wow um and no one cares about that it's like you know we just you know it just cost so wow yeah well kelly anyway. I, I appreciate i appreciate that that you have principles and that you're honoring those principles and thank you and and i hope that the consumers listening are are saying okay that that makes a difference to me and yeah. and i i appreciate a company that's that's for men by men and cares a, a little bit more about the planet than, than the average company. And they care about em, American employees and they're, they're keeping, you know, manufacturing here in the United States. I think all of those principles cost you. And, and I think living by those principles, despite the expense is, is honorable. And so Thank I you. definitely appreciate that for you. All right. So typically we end each episode with a, with the entrepreneurs sharing their words of wisdom. So Kelly, what would you share? Um, you know, I think, I think 75% of being an entrepreneur is just really hard work. Um, you know, like 35% of it's being honest and doing the right thing, living a principal life and, and the rest of it, whatever that comes down to uh, 15% is probably, you know, probably just a dog fight. So uh, if you want to live that life, um, I, I strongly suggest to anybody that's got an entrepreneur inkling to, to get out there and get after it. Um, and if you need any advice or if there's any way I can help you, look me up on LinkedIn. I'd be glad to talk to you. Um, we also have a great 30% off offer for anybody that's listening to this that, that wants to be, that, that want to have skincare as part of their healthy journey as a guy. Um, you know, it's, it's add value to entrepreneurs and number two 
Um, it's teach.com, add value to entrepreneurs. And we have a 30% off coupon for any of your listeners. And um, whether or not it's our products or someone else's products, make sure you use a moisturizer every day with an SPF. Keep your, uh, keep your melanoma off your skin and uh, live your best life. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you for for being the man that you are and, and the father that you are. And, I, and I, I appreciate that reflecting in the work that you're doing. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on your show. This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They're qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets, to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, Share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, Linda Sunshine West and Robert talk about fear and how she spent an entire year facing a new fear each day. She wrote her story and now empowers others to write their stories and hopes to help 5 million people write their story.